Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcast for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me 
and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis, who is an award-winning urologist and sexual medicine expert. Judson, my friend, how are you today? What is happening in your world? Oh, I'm doing great, Michael. Thank you so much for having me on. And, you know, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, so we are celebrating the Warriors' victory. Oh, yeah. That did happen last night. So I'm not, a, I love martial arts. I don't pay attention to most other sports, but it's impossible not to see that everywhere. So um, as, as someone who doesn't care, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was nice to see, you know, the, the Warriors were stacked for a while. Yeah. And the, the last two years were really, really tough years for the Warriors. Clay Thompson got two really almost career-ending injuries, and Steph Curry got hurt a bunch of times. So it was really amazing to see the grit and how they reformed themselves into a championship-winning team. I mean, I think that was the most remarkable thing is that they didn't really have the same team of all-stars that they've had before, and so it showed a lot of character. Uh, and sometimes I get inspired by those kind of uh, efforts. Yeah, I, same. And I don't want to be dismissive of basketball. It's just that I'm six foot four and I cannot shoot a basket to save my life. That's all. It's just, it's the inner thing. I'm working through it. Uh -huh. just let, let me go through it. All right. Um, <laughs> but that, that said, man, I, I appreciate you coming on and I'm very excited to have this conversation. Um, you sent me a copy of your, your book. And as it arrived, I was like, well, I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to reading this thing. <laughs> um, and, and, and that came from two places. One, I mean, it's a very dense book, but also as I started going through it, I was like, man, there are some really practical and incredible tools in this thing. And so before we kind of like dive into that world and that arena, I would love if you tell us a little bit about your backstory and kind of what has driven you to get to where you are today to, to not only practice medicine in the way that you do, but also just to write this almanac of life, which I think is a really solid way to phrase it. Yeah. So, you know, I was really blessed with an amazing education. So I went to Brown University for undergraduate. I went to Vanderbilt for medical school. I did a research fellowship at Harvard Medical School. I did the surgical training at UCLA and the urology training at UCLA. Uh, I've done research with the folks that did the first living-related kidney transplant. I've done a research at American Red Cross with the folks who figured out how to freeze blood. Um, and so uh, I, I'm just incredibly blessed with this in incredible education. And I feel like if you've had that experience, you should give back. You know, that, that's part of your legacy. That's part of gratitude, which are important chapters in the, in the book. And so... I started out by practicing general urology. I helped pioneer surgical robotics. I helped pioneer MRI-guided prostate biopsies. I built a big kidney stone center. And about two, three years ago, I became really interested in regenerative urology. So helping men who are unable to achieve penetrative intercourse because of erectile dysfunction get that function back. And from that, that kind of led into interest in hormonal therapy and then physical rejuvenation um, and that kind of led to, to writing this book, which is prevention and early intervention of health problems for men over the age of 35. Hey, what's up, my friend? We'll be right back to the show. But I wanted to let you know about a brand new feature we are adding to the Think Unbroken podcast, where I'm going to be answering your questions. That's right. If you have a question about healing, trauma, overcoming, or becoming the hero of your own story, all you need to do is go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com and click Ask Michael a Question, where you'll be able to leave up to a two-minute voice note for me to answer any question about anything you have about life, your journey, and healing. So head over to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com dot com. Click ask Michael a question and I will answer your question on a future episode of the Think Unbroken podcast. And until then, my friend, be unbroken. That's quite the journey, man. Yeah. I'm like, damn, <laughs> you know, it's there. There's something about 
there's a curiosity that must be involved, right? In order to go and create something like that. I think about it like even in this arena that I, I kind of stand in in regard to childhood trauma and psychology and, and mental health, like it is consummate. I'm like, who do I learn from? Where do I go? How do I become a better version of myself through this information? You know, and, and I think that as we grow and as we step into that, uh, there's some power in honoring that, right? And just being like, yeah, I'm curious about this. I want to see what it's like. But, you know, writing the writing the book and creating that context. And as a man over 35, um, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is longevity, is health, is also, in my case, kind of healing from a lot of the own self-torture, for lack of a better term, that I, I put myself through. Um, at one point, I was 350 pounds, wow. smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep. I was stoned from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed. I never slept. I was just engulfed with the chaos of what my 20s were. And now it's about, well, how do I become regenerative? How do I heal myself? Diving deep into work from people like, you know, David Sinclair and Rhonda Patrick and now you. And, and what I'm wondering and kind of where I want to start this conversation is there's a lot of people, male or female, who are listening and they're probably in this place where they're like, man, I've just, I've beat myself up. I drink all the time. I want to get healthy. I want to lose weight. And I just, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to take care of my body. I don't know what to do. And, and I would love to just dive in from a broad high level spectrum of like starting points and, and game points on just creating some change in health. Yeah. I mean, that's the tough part because we all know what to do. I mean, let's be honest, don't drink. Don't smoke, don't do drugs, don't eat too much, exercise every day, stretch, meditate a little bit and be nice to other people. Mm. Like that's 99% of what you need to do. So, wh but why is it so hard, right? It's hard because life isn't easy and there are a lot of stresses in life and there's a lot of pressure and, and we try to take shortcuts and we try to, there, you know, the coping mechanisms that we use and we get ourselves in trouble. Uh, and so, I think the best place to start really is to step back and say, you know, this all, this stuff isn't all that hard and we're all capable of doing it. Um, but it's, it's the determination and the motivation to get there. That's what really is difficult for a lot of folks. And so uh, I think this book, uh, really helps you get down into the details and it goes from the the 99th percentile to the 100th percentile um but at the very beginning we kind of all know what we need to do and then the other part of it and this is the first chapter in the book and i know you talk about this a lot on your on your podcast uh, which is really amazing is the hero's journey so seeing yourself as the hero of your own journey you know Tiger Woods isn't the hero of your journey. Johnny Depp isn't the hero of your own journey. I mean, we just saw on TV, like those people have problems. Just because they're movie stars and they have a lot of money and they have attractive, you know, spouses or girlfriends, that doesn't mean they have don't have problems. They got problems and sometimes even worse problems than you. So just understand that you need to focus on your own problems and solving your own problems and let everyone else worry about their problems. And I think, you know, that's the best place to start. Yeah, it's very true. And I mean, I, I think about, I go rewind, I look at my life and at 26 years old, here I am the heaviest I've ever been drinking like a freaking fish and, and really kind of just hitting this rock bottom moment and going, this is my fault. Right. And, and not playing the victim and having the willingness to step into the healing journey. And that healing journey came in a lot of different ways. Prior, prior to recording, we, we were having a little bit of off air conversation and, and you did a little calculation for me. And I thought to myself, this is really fascinating. What a great place to start the show. And I was, I was, I would love if you would share that with us. Sure. Well, you know, I talked to my patients about alcohol. And I don't tell people what to do. You can't tell a guy what to do. You tell a guy, listen, dude, you got to stop drinking. They'll look at you and say, screw you. You know, I don't care how many diplomas on you have on your wall. I like drinking. 
You're nothing you're going to tell me uh, that's going to make me stop drinking. So I don't do that. What I do is I explain to my patients, what is alcohol? Okay, so alcohol really is four things. First of all, it's very much ingrained in our society, right? So when you're young, you go out with your guys and drink beer. And then when you're older and a little bit more sophisticated, you drink wine. And then when you get older than that, you go out with your, you know, your old cronies, you drink whiskey or, or bourbon or whatever. And it's, you know, there are advertisements everywhere, you know, drink alcohol. But okay, what is alcohol? Alcohol is a classified as a depressant. That's the drug class that alcohol is in. Second of all, it disinhibits you. Okay, so most of the stupid things that we do in our life are done under the influence of alcohol. Okay, and there, you know, every time I say that to someone, I just see them shaking their head like, yeah. Okay, and third, alcohol is empty calories. And what that means is that alcohol is a fuel for the body, right? Creates energy, creates calories, but there's no nutritional value of alcohol. Okay, and so by taking in those calories, you get fat. So what I typically do is I have my patient take out their iPhone and I say, go to the calculators function. Okay, a glass of wine is 125 calories. If you drink two glasses of wine a night or two beers or two drinks, that's 250 calories. You multiply that times 365 days and then divide it by 3,500. So there's 3,500 calories in one pound of human fat. And what you end up with is a number of 26. And what that represents is 26 pounds of new fat that you create every year by having two drinks a night or a day. So if you wanna lose 26 pounds and save a couple thousand dollars, stop drinking alcohol. Yeah. And then people are like, well, okay, that, you know, now that you put it that way, maybe, maybe I'll stop. Yeah. And, and I think that's such a great way to just look at it in general. I, I downloaded this app long time ago on old, like I probably was like the first iPhone and it was one of the very first quit smoking apps. And I mean, at this point I was off and on with it, right? I, I'd quit the, the major, like back and forth all day long chain smoking habit right but there was still like man i'm I'm out with the friends or i'm i'm here in this situation or this triggering experience i'll just grab a cigarette so i, I started I downloaded that app and what i realized is that i was saving like two thousand dollars a year just on not smoking well and do you know do you know how many years of life you'll lose by smoking probably too many, right? Well, no, there's, I, what, it's, what's it, the average. It's, there, so it's quantifiable. Yes. What is it? Right. So I had this patient, 57 year old periodontist, right? So a guy should know better, but he had a tough life. Uh, you know, he came over from another country, put himself through dental school, driving a cab at night and his vice, his coping mechanism was smoking. Uh, and he had tried a bunch of different things to stop smoking, but I knew, you know, I kind of knew it was half-assed. And so, you know, we talk, I talk about it a, a little bit. Uh, and then I said, you know, you, I know you have two daughters. Do you like your daughters? He's, oh yeah. I love my daughter. My daughter's so great. Okay. Do me a favor. Take out a piece of paper and write 13 years of life lost two times. And then I want you to put that up on your daughter's doors, their bedroom doors, just tape it up there so that every time you walk into their rooms, you're going to realize that you're going to lose 13 years of your life with them by continuing to smoke. I don't want you to do acupuncture or Wellbutrin or hypnosis or any of the other that crap. And a month later, he came back. He said, you know what? You're right. I said, I'm going to stop smoking. Right? I didn't, I mean, I just, I just gave him the fact that he's going to lose 13 years of his life by continuing to smoke. He knew better, but I gave him a reason to stop smoking. Yeah, I think you need that, like, for lack of a better phrase, like that coming to Jesus moment. Yeah, right? kicking the ass. You do. And and for me, and I look at that, and that's one of the things that I'll, I'll teach my clients, you know, a, a great analogy that I will use is like, especially if they're married and they have children, you know, do you want to see your child get married? Do you want to see them walk down the aisle? Do you want to meet your grandchildren? Because if the answer is no, just keep doing what you're doing. 
you'll be fine. And that could be smoking, drinking, diet, whatever. And if the answer is I want that, it's like a dude, it's like a baseball bat to the face. And I remember I, I was on this hike with friends. I, we had flown out to Mount Rainier and in, in uh, the Seattle area in the Pacific Northwest. And, um, and we're, we're quite, I guess, Portland area and we're, we're climbing and halfway through, I was like, I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> and I was like fucking 26 years old. Wow. And it was, and it was because of how poorly I was taking care of my body. But I, I think it's, you, you said coping mechanism and, and I want to rewind to that because now as someone who has done this work and for you, someone who understands this work, where, why does that work that way? Like, I've always wondered this, and I know it's a very vague question, but why do coping mechanisms work and how do they work? Well, I mean, I think they work in the short term, right? So you drink alcohol, you're disinhibited. You kind of forget your problems or you smoke, you get a surge of adrenaline through nicotine or, you know, sometimes... I've had a really rough day or, you know, some crap happens at home. You know, I got four teenagers and a wife, so there's always, not always, but, you know, there's plenty of drama to go around. And mm. at 10 o'clock, I'll take out my haagen ice cream and have a bowl of ice cream because sugar perks me up, right? That's a coping mechanism. I mean, I like ice cream, but, but you know, sugar helps. So, I mean, we all have our coping mechanisms, um, but to make those coping mechanisms healthier. I mean, one of my coping mechanisms is is exercise, right? And that's a healthy coping coping mechanism. Uh, you know, people do drugs to kind of es escape, but you know, once you come down, <laughs> wherever you go, there you are. Yeah, that's that's so true, and I, I think that's one of the the really hard truths of life is like sitting in that. When, when I think about the journey and, and just, I want to zero in here a little bit just into this idea. And really the, the baseline of the book is giving people tools, men specifically over the age of 35 tools for longevity and health. What are the, what are kind of like the most important markers that they should be looking at as for health and longevity? And, you know, are dude, there's just so much information. I feel like overwhelmed sometimes. I'm like, am I doing keto this week? Am I using a whoop? Should I do the aura ring? Like all these things, right? And it's like, like, what are the most important things? Just be like, am I healthy? Like, what are the markers? Yeah, I mean, so in the book, the book is about prevention and early intervention, but it's written by myself and 60 other, you know, world-renowned men's health experts and physicians, right? So you're you know, you're not getting me as a urologist telling you about eye health or foot health or hand health or spine health or brain health. You know, you have people who are experts in those fields. And so there's the stuff to get you to the 99th percentile. And then there's the stuff to get you to the top one percentile. So there's stuff about peptides and, and performance and M-Sculpt and, and PRP and, and it, and so there's a wealth of that kind of stuff in the book, but really it comes down to simple stuff. You know, are you an ideal body weight? I had a patient that flew in from Florida to see me, right? And um, and he's like, well, you know, I'm taking BP-157 and alpha thymusin, thymusin alpha-1 and this peptide and that peptide. And I looked at him, I said, dude, you got to lose 50 pounds first. Mm. Once you lose 50 pounds, then worry about the peptides. So you know, really no alcohol is good for you, regardless of what studies the red wine companies sponsor. Um, no smoking is good for you. No illegal drugs is good for you. Um, you should exercise five, six times a week at least. Um, don't overeat. You know, eat high protein, low carb, high fiber, uh, diet with healthy fats. I mean, if you do those basic things, most of your markers will be just fine. I mean, there's a ton of other stuff that I talk about in the book. I mean, at 50, make sure you get a colonoscopy. At 50, make sure you get a PSA. Um, you know, I order a lot of heart calcium scans for my patients who have uh, risk factors for cardiovascular disease, which is an amazing study to uh, 
to look at early heart disease. I have a whole chapter on genetics in the book, talk about genetic testing that we can do to predict certain disease states. So, I mean, there's a, a ton of stuff to do. There's the basic stuff and then there's the sort of next step up. But the other thing is work with your doctor. Uh, and there's an amazing chapter in the book on how to make the most of your doctor's visit because the average doctor visit in the United States is 16 minutes. And I actually have a video on the 21st Century Man website that you can download on how to make the most of your visit to your doctor. And if you got a minute, I can, I can just break it down really quick. Yeah. I was literally about to ask you to do that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, and this is, you know, this is coming from someone on the inside, right? You got 16 minutes with your doctor. That's it. Don't expect more, right? They're paying doctors less and less money each year. And so we have to cram more patients in an hour. So what you need to do is you need to come to the doctor prepared. Don't talk about your cat. Don't talk about football. Don't talk about, you know, uh, the weather. Come to talk about your health. And when you get there, you hand the doctor a stack of papers. And in that stack of papers is your health history. So your medical issues, what surgeries have you had? Do you drink? Do you smoke? What's your family history? You know, it is everyone in your family have cancer? Does everyone in your family have heart disease? Does everyone in your family have some odd disease like um, polycystic kidney disease that the doctor needs to know about? Okay, then a complete list of medications and maybe some medications that you've tried that didn't work and maybe some that you've tried that had side effects. A complete list of imaging studies, right? So if someone comes into my office and they had imaging studies, but they don't have the results. I'm going to have to take my time to go look for those imaging studies, right? That time is your time. And then make a, a description of why you're there in as much detail as you possibly can. You know, my back started three weeks ago when I fell off a ladder. Um, you know, it started on the right side. It was 10 out of 10. Now it's five out of 10. I took Advil and Motrin. Something like this happened Five years ago, I had an MRI, I ended up with an epidural, I ended up with surgery, et cetera, et cetera. So give the whole history and then make a list of questions. You know, these are the five or 10 questions that I want answered in this medical visit. And then take that, hand it to your doctor. You'll get a big smile from the doctor. I use a voice dictation system. I go through patients' records, which takes me about three or four minutes to dictate everything. And then you got me for 13 or 14 minutes, right? Then I can examine you, I can, I can formulate a plan, I can talk to you about the side effects of the medications I'm gonna put you on, right? But if I have to spend three, four minutes talking about the weather and then five or six minutes taking a history and then I have to go tell my nurse to go get lab, your labs and your imaging studies, by the time the nurse comes back, I'm looking at my watch going, the next patient's here. You know, it was very much my experience. So I, I got pretty sick when I was 29, um, ended up turning out it was uh, SIBO, which then led to uh, C. diff, um, which Oof. we, yeah, it was a fucking Oof. nightmare. Ended Oof. up doing a couple fecal matter transplants, you know, <laughs> elemental diet for 21 days, like real deep, real, it, it was pretty much life or death, right? And had I not, and and this was without, having any exposure to what you just said, but had I not done literally exactly what you just said, I don't know that anybody would have been able to help me. And, and it was really interesting because I would go to these doctors and it took, it took a lot of doctors, it took a lot of effort to get this problem solved. But once we figured it out, now it's just been literally rebuilding my gut health for years and years and years and years, where now I feel probably better than I ever have while paying close, close attention to everything I put in my body. I, I feel though that two things, and, and I'd love to know your, your thoughts as an expert on the inside here. I think two things. One, I think people are really, really scared to tell the doctor the truth. I don't know why, but I feel like that holds true. And, and two, I think that when people hear this is what you need to do, they don't execute against it. 
Hey, yeah. what's up on Broken Nation? We'll be right back to today's episode, but I want to take a moment and invite you to Think Unbroken Conference. That's right. Our next conference is happening right around the corner this December with amazing speakers from around the world who are leaders in personal development, trauma education, mindset, and more. All you have to do to register to watch for free, that's right, $0. Come and join us is go to myunbrokenlife.com, register and sign up. You can get access to to the free event. Watch it live with us this December. It'll be myself speaking along with amazing human beings like Anthony Trucks, Jamie Bronstein, Leslie Logan, and a special interview that I'm doing with Dr. Gabor Mate that has never before been released. So come and join us, myunbrokenlife.com. All you have to do is put in your email. We'll send you over the registration. You'll be able to come and join us, watch live. And then if you want access to the recordings or more information there for you to keep them forever. But in the meantime, go sign up. Up, block it off on your calendar. This is going to be a transformational experience that you do not want to miss. Head over to myunbrokenlife.com to register for free. Until next time, be unbroken. Yeah. So when I started my medical training, um, I did a year of research at Harvard Medical School, and Harvard Medical School had the Harvard Medical School Library, which was the biggest medical school library in the world, it had a million volumes, and people would fly from all over the world to spend time at the Harvard Medical School Library right? Now you have a cell phone. You have the whole Harvard Medical School library in your cell phone. You can look anything up, right? So that's kind of leveled the playing field a little bit in terms of access to information. So doctors don't live at the top of this great mountain and tell patients, you know, do this, do that. Uh, and so you really, it's important to see your doctor as a partner. That's what I tell my patients. You know, I'm your partner in your care. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm here to help educate you. And I'm here to be a, a resource for you to help figure out what's going on and help to create a plan. But it's up to you to tell me what's possible, what's not possible, and, and how you can execute on that plan. And when you, when you, turn that relationship from a paternalistic relationship into a, uh, a team, a partnership, I think it changes the dynamics of healthcare. Mm. Uh, and I think patients are much more likely to open up to you. They, I mean, they, at the end of the day, they have to really trust you. And my office, you know, I have a very unique medical office. I don't take insurance anymore because I don't want to spend 16 minutes with patients. The stuff that I do to really treat sexual medicine properly, you need an hour on an initial intake with a patient. You just can't do that with, with um, conventional medicine. But, you know, I, I, I had a patient, 55 year old guy, a contractor, you know, looks great, doing really well, having, but having these really significant medical problems. And, uh, and I, I, at one point I looked at him, I said, listen, you know, I don't, there's something that you're not telling me because given what you've told me already, um, something's not adding up for me. And he just got really quiet and he said, you know, I didn't tell you this, but for 15 years, I was a meth addict. I said, okay, now we can start. You know, now I can start helping to rebuild you. And, and, and we did, and you know, he did fabulously well. Um, but it wasn't until he actually trusted me and trusted that I actually cared about him, you know, more than patient number 62 that he was able to open up to me in a way that I had enough information that I could actually take care of him. I think that one of the things is just how quickly people are dismissed. I don't want to use the word dismissed, but the feeling of, dude, you got 16 minutes. What's up? And I love what you said about creating preparedness to have that conversation in a way that's going to lead to a positive outcome. One of the things I'm curious about is how do you know if you actually have the right doctor? And the reason I'm asking that question is because often, and to your point about cell phones and the internet, really realistically, and I know that you'll agree with this, quite often the right doctor is whoever's showing up first in the Google results because they paid. And so what I'm curious about is how, how do I know if I have the right doctor, the right practitioner, especially because a lot of people, especially on this show, have medical trauma. I've been through some really dark stuff in their life and trusting people is, is a terrifying experience for them. 
are, are there some things I should be asking or looking out for to, to make sure that it's the right person? Yeah. You know, it's, you're not going to like my answer really. Um, because I, you know, I love what I do. I know a lot of physicians who are absolutely extraordinary, but the way that the system is built, it's really hard to be extraordinary. And part of medicine is knowing the medical stuff, but the other part of it is the art of connecting with people and your patients. And, you know, I've, I've really been blessed to have lived in in lots of different places. I've probably traveled to 40 or 50 countries. I've had all sorts of interesting experiences. And so there's almost no patient that I've ever met that I couldn't connect with in some way. You know, I was a history major, so I know a lot about world history. You know, so I have patients from Afghanistan, I talk about Afghanistan. If I have patients from Iran, I talk about Iran. If I have patients from Korea, I talk about, you know, the Korean War and, you know, where their families come from. And you have to have like a broad scope as a human being to really be able to connect with other people. But the problem is a lot of the people that are coming out of medical school these days, you know, worked really hard in high school to get to medical school, worked really hard in medical school to get into residency, worked really hard in residency. They pop out like they popping out of a toaster and they haven't lived life. And they spend, you know, most of the time doing all this crazy documentation that we have to do. Uh, and they, uh, so many of my patients complain that my doctor doesn't look me in the eye. He just spends his time looking at the computer. Um, you know, they just want to push drugs on me, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. And so really you have to be an empowered patient. And what I mean by an empowered patient is, have your medical history ready, have your medications and your, and your allergies and your imaging studies and your, your medical history and really take very, like when I go to my attorney, my attorney's 750 bucks an hour, right? So it's $11 a minute. You know, 11 bucks is like a good lunch to me per minute. So I use every minute of that attorney's time, you know, to, to talk about stuff that's really relevant to me, I try to get the most out of it. And, you know, get, there's a lot of really good resources out there. And if you approach a physician in the right way, you'll get a lot out of it. But if you just go there saying, fix me, you know, like if you bring your car to the, the car dealership or the service place and say, you know, fix the car, you're not going to get very much out of it. Yeah. That's a, that's a really great point. And you know, a thing I have shared on the show, but not a lot is I actually worked for one of the fortune 10 insurance companies when I was in my twenties. And I can see it. I, I had surgery back in February and I looked at the cost of service on the EOB and it was exponentially higher than it was 15, 20 years ago. And, and the other thing is that costs are going to continue to rise as well. And I think that's part of the fear people have about even seeking medical care absolutely, is, is like, oh my God, this thing is so expensive. But did you read the chapter in the book on, um, on health insurance? Let's go into that. That's exactly where I was leading. Oh, it's so good. You know, the thing is writing the book, I didn't want to write all the chapters, right? So I, I would go and I would look for an expert, you know, someone who'd written something that was really, really good and try to see if they could write, you know, contribute that chapter for the book. And I, I mean, we spend 20% of our gross domestic product, $2 trillion on healthcare, and I couldn't find, and it wasn't for lack of looking, a single 20-page chapter that explained health insurance and the medical American medical system. I mean, how pathetic is that? It's on purpose. It's on purpose. I mean, maybe it's on purpose, but so we wrote it. I got myself and two masters of public health students at uh, UC Berkeley and uh, Jim Corcos, who's a, a medical director at Blue Cross Blue Shield of California. And we made the American, American medical system, you know, into 20 pages, something that that's readable because, you know, you're each person out there, you know, if your family has got health insurance, it's 25,000 bucks a year. 
That's a big investment. You better know what you're purchasing for that investment. Talk us through it because I, I really want people to at least that high level baseline have an understanding because the only reason I do, I'll be honest with you, is because I worked for the company for mm -hmm. six years. Had I not done that, I would know zero about it. And it's incredible how often I'm not legally licensed anymore. So I'm hypothetically advising friends. And so <laughs> I would love if you would break down some of those discoveries and find Sure. I mean, that that's like a three hour lecture, but I'll give you some, some main points. 20% of GDP, $2 trillion, right? And then people think that we have a private insurance company, right? I mean, uh, in the United States is private insurance, but really between Medicare, Medi-Cal, county insurance, you know, indigent care, and the VA, the government pays more than 50% of healthcare, okay? Medicare has become the standard. Medicare kicks in a trillion dollars a year. And Medicare has what we call a 99.4% medical loss ratio. So what's a medical loss ratio? And MLR, dictates how much of a healthcare dollar is spent on actual healthcare, right? As opposed to bonuses or uh, advertising or things that don't directly affect somebody's healthcare, right? So you would think I put $100 in towards my healthcare, I'm gonna get $100 back or close to $100 back. And government system, you get 99.4% of that healthcare dollar that goes back towards your care, but it's legislated for say Blue Cross Blue Shield or United that the MLRs are on 88, 89%. Meaning you put $100 towards your healthcare and you only get $88 or $89 back. Like, wow, that's bad. Who would do that? Who would put $100 in the bank and only get $89 back? But that's the way our healthcare system is set up. And the, the reason it stays afloat is that folks like you and I, now that we don't need very much healthcare, we put in our $25,000 for our family. And fortunately, you know, my family may only use four or $5,000. So that $20,000 goes towards someone else that's using uh, more of those healthcare resources. Are you with me? Yep, following. Okay, so then there's different uh, health setups. Right, so there's Kaiser. Kaiser is what's called a capitated system, meaning you go in and you pay a fixed cost and then you get a full service of care. There are systems called an HMO, which is kind of like Kaiser, which you pay a fixed amount, but you have what's called a narrow network. You can only see certain doctors that are uh, contracted with that HMO. Then there's something called a PPO, Right. And I have patients, you know, these guys work at as PhDs at Lawrence Livermore Labs, right? The nuclear lab for the United States. These guys are rocket scientists. And I ask them, do you have an HMO or a PPO? Uh, I don't know. Well, let me look at your healthcare card. I, I don't know where it is. Right. So it's not like the people are unintelligent. It's just, it's not, it's not. There's something that we're sort of educated about, unfortunately. So a PPO allows you to see a wider panel of physicians. Um, and then, you know, there's something called Medicaid, or in California, it's Medi-Cal, right? And that's indigent care. So if you have an uh, income level below a certain amount, you get free medical care, but it may only be from certain physicians who you know, instead of spending 16 minutes with you, you might spend five minutes with you. <sighs> the, I, you know, there, there's just so much to it. But, you know, the chapter talks about the differences between HMOs, PPOs, EPOs, uh, Kaiser, talks about Medicare, talks about Medi-Cal, talks about deductibles. Why do you have deductibles? It talks about uh, pharmaceutical formularies. It talks about business plans and dental plans, uh, just so that you understand you know, when you, when you get there with your health insurance card, what you're actually getting. Yeah. And, and the reason I, I brought that up, because I would argue 
especially in this country, it, it might be the most important chapter of the book, just from a healthcare service provider standpoint. And, you know, when I, when I worked for that company, I mean, I was licensed in 48 states with 48 different tests that I had to take under 48 different sets of laws. And I mean, when I say it's complicated, when you get down into that granular level, like, I, I mean, you understand, I really mean that, but I, I, my hope is that for the folks listening right now, who just they're, they're not educated on it because it's not something we're educated on. When did you take insurance class in high school? Cause I sure as fuck did it. Right. And so if we can give people, you don't take it in medical school. I know. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> But my, my hope is that this will spark curiosity for people to start to take more control over their health, because ultimately, at the end of the day, I mean, it's like you said, you, you want to be there to support and to guide and to give information, not to say this is the game plan, go do this no matter what. And I think that's a really important thing, but that only really starts with having educated yourself first. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the book is it's not see spot run. You know, you're going to have to work to understand some of the concepts in the book. Um, but I, I think any, any man who uh, wants to put his mind to it, that's reasonably intelligent, will be able to understand everything in the book because I either wrote every chapter or I edited every chapter and I made sure that it was understandable. And the other thing is a lot of times I'll read a 300 page book and at the end of a 300 page book, I'll be like, you know what? That could have been four pages. There's like four pages of information in this 300 page book and the rest of it's just fluff and stories. But I can guarantee you, this is a 900 page book that really should be 5,000 pages, but I distilled it down to 900 pages and the least number of, of pages this book could have been is 900 pages. Yeah. And, and I, as having gone through the book, not in its entirety, again, full transparency, but having gone through the book and consuming a vast quantity of it like i can i can agree with you that that makes sense to me when i when i wrote think unbroken it really needed to be about two thousand pages long right truthfully it did but ultimately i came to the conclusion like in reality it, it needs to be 300 of just nothing but actionable and practical tools and, and that's how i felt when i was reading your book um and, and to have the information in conjunction with 60 other experts. I mean, I, I cannot think, that's why I called it an almanac. I cannot think of a more comprehensive book that I've had come across my desk in the health realm over the years. And so uh, it's it's a huge accomplishment to you. And, and my hope is like, we're not just sitting here touting, like, go read this guy's <laughs> book. Like that's not, I, I hope the thing people are taking from this conversation is that there are tools that are accessible to you that will change your life forever if you're willing to put them in your hands. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, no one's going to, sorry, but no one's going to sit there and take care of you. At the end of the day, you know, you may have had horrible trauma in your life and you may have had terrible things happen to you. But at the end of the day, the only person that can fix the problem and the only person that can get you healthy is yourself. You know, and I tell my patients that all the time, you know, okay, yeah, you work really hard. You know, you got family to feed, you got in-laws, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. Everyone wants a piece of you, but at the end of the day, you're going to go downhill physically, mentally, emotionally, unless you decide that you want to take care of yourself and you want to carve out some time to improve yourself in whatever way you need improving. Yeah. Brilliantly said. I totally agree. This has been an amazing conversation, my friend. Uh, before I ask you my last question, can you tell everyone where they can learn more about you? Absolutely. So uh, BrandeisMD.com, B-R-A-N-D-E-I-S-M-D.com is my medical practice website in Northern California. The book website is the 21stCenturyMan.com, all written out in letters, the 21stCenturyMan.com. And then I have a YouTube channel where I do a lot of physician teaching and, and lecturing. And so I have pretty much all my content up on my YouTube channel, which is Brandeis MD. And uh, oh, what else? I have a supplement company. I make men's health supplements. Uh, we have a 
a supplement for improving circulation and erectile function called Affirm. We have one for premature ejaculation called Prelong. We have one for prostate health called Spunk. And we have one uh, for boosting testosterone levels, and that's called Support. And that's available at AffirmScience.com. Brilliant. And of course, we'll put the links in the show notes for the audience. My last question for you, my friend, is what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Wow. Well, you know, I think we're all broken. You know, we're all broken in sort of different ways. But, uh, you know, you want to bend but not break. So, uh, you know, we all have uh, little micro fractures, (laughs) but hopefully the whole bone doesn't break. Truth. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. Hey, Unbroken Nation, we'll be right back to the show. But I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.